Hey, everybody. Thanks for joining us here at WCSU. We appreciate you spending your downtime with us, catching up on everything at Western Connecticut State University. This podcast tells you everything you need to know about WestCon, all the truth, all the negatives, all the great things going on. Actually, we have some great news today. Our Student Government Association has come together to support students who may be having a tough time with this COVID-19. And so we'll talk with the president of the SGA. His name is Paul Horkin, and he will tell us what's happening with them. Pete and I do a little roundup of all the other stuff, coronavirus stuff happening on campus. We're st- the buildings are still closed. We're still doing online uh, courses. And all the rest of us, like Pete, And I are working at home. That's why this podcast may sound a little hinky compared to what we used to do in the (laughs) studio. Uh, Paul Horkin was on his cell phone, and sometimes he faded in and out. I sound great because I'm on my headset now that I got from (laughs) Amazon. And uh, Pete sounds pretty good, too. Thanks, Paul. (laughs) If you ever get – if I ever get – pushed out, you'll see that Pete takes over my role as uh, <laughs> talent because he has that great radio voice. I'm, I'm working on my Paul Steinmetz impression as we speak. Oh, yeah? You mean the... Uh, so I can replace uh, you? <laughs> <laughs> the loud laugh, laughter, the uh, stutter, the um, uh, long pauses of silence. Oh, be nice. <laughs> That's me. I know. Be nice to you. Oh, thank you. All right. All right, I'll try. So, Pete, did you know that the National Guard was moving in hospital beds into the O'Neill Center today? I didn't know it was today. I had heard something about that that they were moving into beds, but I didn't know any details. So that's it's today, huh? Yep. They should have it all, I think, operational by tomorrow, at least by Friday. And I think they aren't moving patients in until the hospital actually needs the overflow. Uh, But that could come at any time, of course. Okay. And then we also have Fairfield Hall and Newberry Hall on the Midtown campus ready to be used uh, by emergency responders and by hospital personnel who can't go home and need a place to rest up before they head back to work. Yeah, that's crazy. I know there are like a lot of people. My wife's a nurse, and a lot of people she knows uh, have had to, you know, isolate from their families. So they're either, you know, some of them they stay at the hospital. Like she's had to do that a few times. She used to work in the emergency room, and they'd have her in a snowstorm or something, stay overnight, and they'd yeah. sleep on a cot or whatever. But yeah, lots of lots of healthcare people are, are having to stay away from their families. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it puts a whole new perspective on for all of us, all of us grousing about staying at home with the family and the dog and the cat to be much worse having to stay away from the family. Yeah. And then go ahead back to work or working 24 hours or whatever they're doing. Yep. And so for anybody staying in those buildings, you know, during the school year, uh, not to worry because as Pano said last week, when, when we come back, everything's going to be cleaner than it's ever been. So. That's right. And there will not be any coronavirus anywhere. And there won't be someone staying in your room when you get back. (laughs) (laughs) 
probably anyway. Yeah. Any other uh, in news from from campus or? You know, from what I've heard from a couple of teachers and administrators, things seem to be progressing pretty well on the online teaching part of things. Nobody's um, gone crazy yet, but I'm hoping to hear from uh, students pretty soon uh, on how that's going. Uh, I know my coworkers, many of them are getting very cranky. Yeah. Just as a thing. And, you know, some of them are cranky anyway all the time, but they seem to be um, feeling the pressure a little bit. Yeah, I think it's it's funny. It really depends on, on kind of what you were doing before this. Like, I know a lot of the IT people, it hasn't changed a lot because so much of what they do is – you know, they're in their office and talking to everybody remotely anyway, and they're they're connecting through the computer and they're on the phone or they're, you know, they're not face-to-face. Um, so for some right. people, things haven't changed a lot. For other people, it's, you know, I get, there are some teachers that I, I don't know how they could possibly teach online. You know, they what they do <laughs> is so hands-on and there are, you know, performance things and there are labs and there are, you know, this I just don't, it's crazy. But The labs especially, I think, are... They're having a tough time. They're modifying, and they aren't going to do them. They're looking forward to going back to the lab so that they don't have to do this anymore. They're trying to uh, set, reach at least the minimum bar for education, but it's not the same as the hands-on stuff yeah. face-to-face. No so, question. So officially, we are still – where do we stand officially? We're online till the end of the semester, and that's all we know, right? Yeah, that's basically it. Okay. Uh, commencement has been at least postponed. There's no it's been canceled as we know it. Okay. Commencement as we know it is not going to happen. There's talk among the SGI SGA, I know. We'll ask Paul Horkin about that. Um about student um requests for having some kind of commencement or party or celebration of some kind. There is some um, talk among administrators about, you know, acknowledging some way. But at the moment, we don't have anything set up for a formal commencement, uh, partly because the longer you wait, the longer, the fewer people we think are going to come to. Yeah. You know, you're starting to work and everything. It's not like um, it's not the same thing. Yeah. So that could be uh, just a washout. We think that uh, we don't know about the high schools in O'Neill Center, which is now being a hospital. It could be that um, things clear up, the peak comes and goes, and high schools can have commencements or graduations, But and many of them have them at, at O'Neill Center, but and they have not been canceled yet, I think most yeah. of them. Yeah, those are, I think they're the end of June usually, the, yep. the last couple of weeks in June we have those, so. Yeah, maybe we're... Uh, you know, back to a new normal by then or wow. something. Who knows? <laughs> Nobody knows. When you read the newspapers and watch TV, it uh, you can start going down a rabbit hole and be kind of depressed about it. But we're trying not to do that here. And that's why we have uh, Paul Horkin, the Student Government Association president, coming on. Because he's going to talk about a good thing that the SGA did and how the SGA is helping students. And we'll also find out from him a little bit about what students are talking about with uh, what their 
ideas are about the rest of the, of the semester and the the uh, fall semester next year. Wow. Okay. And uh, have we heard from Chantel? No, she's gone um, uh, underground on us. Okay. <laughs> well, we hope she's okay, and and hopefully we'll hear yes. from her soon. Yes. One of these days we'll have events to talk about again. So we'll track her down. I think we're up to date with that. Let's bring on Paul Horkin, our guest today. Paul, thanks for joining us today on at WCSU. Happy to be here. I guess you're between classes, right? Online classes. I am, you know, doing my best. Yeah, that's good. I'm sure you're doing well. The, uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about how you think students are doing, what students are telling you as the president of the SGA, and also about this new initiative that you just announced uh, to support a student scholarship fund for students who may need some temporary financial help. Right. Yeah, definitely. So what can you tell us about that? So for the uh, student assistance fund, that was something that we initially started last spring. Um, we had a uh, something called the Colonials Care. It was a fundraising breakfast to uh, raise money for the student assistance fund, which was established to um, help students who may be facing emergency financial crises. Um, and so we had a really successful event. I believe we raised over $5,000 for the uh, fund just at the breakfast alone. Um, and basically students can apply for um, that fund if they find themselves in that situation. Um, and they can request up to $500 for, you know, a, a, a myriad of things, whether it's, uh, you know, needing help paying for textbooks or if they, you know, were a resident uh, student at the time and they didn't have a car and they needed access to get to and from their part-time job, we would help them with like gas cards or things like that. Um, so when we kind of realized the magnitude of the situation with coronavirus and everything that was happening, you know, students needing to move out of the residence dorms and go back to their homes, um, students losing their jobs who may be, you know, employed on campus or within the, uh, you know, greater Danbury community. We thought it could be a good opportunity to invest some of the money that we would have been spending on end of the year events like Westfest and the Student Leadership Recognition Banquet and things like that. And not even larger scale events like that, but also we saw a significant decrease in money that we would be spending on, you know, smaller club and organization events, uh, club travel, things like that. And, you know, that's, we usually spend up to $150,000, if not a little bit less or a little bit more uh, on events like that. So when I realized that, I reached out to my vice president for finance, Danny Men. Um, and I, you know, requested to be on their agenda for their committee meeting. And I said, you know, this is what's happening. And we had had students.
students reach out to us who were concerned about, you know, resident students who, you know, relied on Sodexo and food services for their meals throughout the day and students who would be moving home that didn't have access to, you know, work or whatever the case may be. Um, so I mentioned the idea of, you know, investing some of the money that we would have been spending on those events back into students through the Student Assistance Fund um, and the Colonials Care Initiative. So we kind of collectively came to the decision that $50,000 would be a good amount to kind of put towards those students who may really need help. And, you know, as I said to you earlier, the all of the money that SGA has and all of the money that we allocate for clubs and organizations comes from the student activity fee, which is $99 per student. So really what we're doing is just taking money from the students and giving it back to the students. So yeah. it seems like the best thing for us to do and a really um, great way for us to be able to help. I agree with you. It must be, uh, it'll be a big relief to a lot of students. And how are they going to um, apply for that if they need help? So there is an application that they can find. Um, we are going to be posting it directly onto the SGA website. Um, mm -hmm. So you can look for information about how to apply uh, via our Instagram as well as our website, which is wcsu.edu slash SGA. Mm -hmm. uh, they'll, there's going to be like a newsletter posted there um, with all the information that students need uh, insofar as, you know, how to apply and what kind of situations they can use the funds for and, and things like that. So that'll be up pretty soon, right? We're ho we'll probably put this up um, in a day or two. And um, uh, so that'll be up by then, you think? Yeah, that'll be posted by the end of today. Oh, great. Yeah. All right. I'll look for that link then. Yeah. And uh, is this the same as the Colonial Cares uh, scholarship fund that the SGA raised money for previously with a luncheon or breakfast and things like that? Yeah. So it's the same account. So mm -hmm. um, it's not it's not so much a scholarship. It's more of a uh, like account um, mm -hmm. with you know, a certain amount of money in it that students can, you know, request. So it's not like the, it's not like a scholarship where, you know, you go through financial aid and there may be a GPA requirement or, or things like that. It's more like a, like a crisis fund to help students who find themselves in a last minute, you know, financial emergency or who really are, are having a hard time getting by and need a little bit of help. Um, right. So yeah, it's a little bit different from a scholarship. That's right. And this fund has been available uh, for a while, a few years, and proved to be of great assistance to a lot of students, I think. Uh, and it, it's going to be, there will be more students who need help like this uh, right now, as you said, students losing Definitely. their jobs, uh, getting displaced, uh, being um, out of sorts for a while, uh, just as they kind of settle down into what uh, they call the new normal for a while. Right, definitely. So you hear from a lot of students, right, who reach out to you and the SGA to uh, talk about concerns. Is that how it works? Yeah, definitely. So we have a um, like a student voices email, basically, where students can, uh, you know, reach out and express 
concerns they may have or questions, comments, things like that. Um, in addition to, you know, each of our uh, positions, we have a, a specific email that students can reach out to us with. And also we hear a lot of things, you know, on social media platforms, it's kind of uh, like a more modern time. So that's where we hear a lot of concerns as well. Um, and, you know, it's also word of mouth, friends of ours, uh, friends of senators, different things, people who reach out to them and know that they're in a leadership role and that they have the capacity in some way to help or to hear their concerns and try and come up with a solution. Yep. What's your sense right now of how students are feeling? You know, I think it's a difficult time for everybody right now, not just mm -hmm. students, um, but, you know, parents, families, faculty, staff, the administration. It's obviously this is something that we all it's new to all of us. You know, it's not yep. something that we've ever really encountered. Um, and, you know, I think online learning can be really challenging for some people. Yep. Um, a lot of the concern that we've seen has been you know, has had to do with students worrying about the GTA and, you know, are they going to do as well on an online platform that they would if they were actually meeting in, you know, regularly scheduled class times. And, mm -hmm. you know, we've had students um, raise concerns about not having, you know, adequate access to printers and, you know, uh, hotspots or Wi-Fi or, you know, just basically not having the resources that they need electronically to be able to do well um, in their classes. And, you know, obviously there's been a lot of concern about students, you know, being out of work and what's going to happen with all of that, you know. Um, but I think a lot of what we've seen, so what I've seen so far has had to do with just, just the transition process in general and being able to get a grasp of this whole online learning so late in the semester, you know, we we had about, you know, half of the semester under our belts with, you know, regular classes before all of this started happening. Yep. Um, so I think, you know, had this happened at the very beginning of the semester, perhaps students would have had a little bit more time to adjust and, you know, the learning curve would have been a little bit less severe um, than it is, you know, right now with just a couple of weeks left of the semester. But I think some of the most you know, prominent concerns have been regarding just the whole transition in general and students not wanting to see their grades suffer and, you know, just making sure that everybody has the same access to resources online uh, across the board. Yeah. <clears throat> and you're a liaison with the administration, too, to uh, uh, address those concerns and to make sure that the president and vice presidents are understand that uh, the questions are out there and uh, some students need help to address them, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, you, you know, I'm in constant to... contact with, um, you know, Vice President Betts and um, the provost and, you know, whenever student concerns um, do come up to me and I notice kind of a trend or a pattern, the same thing um, coming up again and again, you know, I just, I reach out to them and either ask them questions or let them know um, you know, and, and the provost in particular has been super helpful on the student and the academic end in, you know, her uh, communication with us, the FAQ page, things mm -hmm. like that. And, you know, it's very obvious to me, especially being the liaison between, you know, the students and the administration that they're working tirelessly to make sure that, you know, everyone is going to be okay. 
If I can just Patrick jump in here for a name. second, sorry. Um, yeah. Anybody who is having issues with technology or access to any of that, I, I can't obviously I can't promise anything, but please reach out to the IT uh, department. They may be able to help you in that regard. Uh, so you can send an email to request it at wcsu.edu, or you can call the help desk which is 203-837-8467. And they might be able to help you out with, with that type of thing. Great. So, Paul, how has it been uh, as president now during this whole thing? You know, it's been, it's been interesting, for sure. It's funny because I feel like I've done more in my role as the SGA president in the last couple of weeks than I have throughout the year, just because... I've seen so many students come to me or some of the other leadership on my team and, you know, really voice their concerns, which is something we encourage students to do all the time, you know, not just in the time of crisis, but Mm -hmm. it's been amazing. You know, I have a wonderful team of compassionate and dedicated student leaders who really, I mean, every single day we're bouncing back ideas and we're chatting about different things that we could possibly do to help. And, you know, I mean, it's I think times like these where your role as the SGA president is so important, um, mm-hmm. making sure that students know that you're there just to listen or, you know, to offer some advice or help in any way that you can. Um, so it's been really interesting, to be honest with you. Yeah. You sure didn't know this was coming when you signed up for uh, the and were elected president. No, I definitely did not. And, you know, there's a lot going on with, you know, I think a lot of the concern, too, that I didn't mention earlier is that one thing, one major thing that a lot of us are missing out on is the seniors, you know, where our graduation commencement has been canceled. Um, So, you know, that's been definitely a hot spot for student concerns. And, you know, it's, you know, upsetting, but at the same time, it's obviously what's best and what's, you know, in the name of public health and safety, it's what we have to do. So, that's definitely been a, a challenging concern to address because it's one of the few things that I just don't have all the answers to right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and as upsetting as it may be, unfortunately, there's little that we can do. And so I think the most challenging part right now for me and I'm sure for my other you know, leadership in SGA is are kind of the concerns that are out of our control, you know, so that's been challenging and you know it's i'm a graduating senior as well so obviously Mm. it's upsetting but i know that it's in it's what's best for everybody so sure has there been a feeling that students would enjoy an alternate commencement or some kind of acknowledgement that uh, graduation has happened even if they can't go to commencement itself Yes and no. I mean, commencement is one of those things where an alternate version of it, it's just not the same. You know, you you go to university and and you work hard for four years to be able to walk across that stage in front of all of those people and your family and your supporters. Um, So, you know, we've been doing our best to, to figure out how we can make up for it in some way. We're talking right now and, you know, nothing's finalized, but about the possibility of giving seniors nicer senior gifts um, Mm. and, you know, mailing them like a really nice diploma frame and, you know, just some sort of recognition because obviously it's a huge achievement and, and, you know, that I don't think that's lost upon any of us, but 
right now we just have to kind of work out the fine-tuned details and and figure out what would be best yeah well good luck with all of that paul and thanks for being on the podcast today it sounds like you're doing a great job and thanks for supporting our students with this uh, contribution to the fund from the sga and um, we'll call you back on okay before you uh, graduate and see how it all wraps up sounds good thanks so much for having me talk to you soon take care all right that's it for today with at wcsu remember to Download us and sign up at all the places online that you can get podcasts. We'll be there. We want you to be a regular listener because, as I've said, everything that happens at WestCon comes on at uh, this podcast. And if you need to know what's going on at your local university, we are it. So for Pete Puccio, me, I'm Paul Steinmetz. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. At WCSU is a production of WCSU Media, engineered by Peter Puccio and produced by Scott Volpe. Listen and subscribe on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcasts. And please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Instagram at WCSU Media and on the university's Facebook and Twitter pages. And feel free to reach out to us by email at podcasts at WCSU.edu. Thanks for listening.